0: Welcome back to World Changers. I'm Brett, and this is Stephen. Hello! (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about a man who is pretty controversial, Um, Joseph Smith, the prophet of the Mormon Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and... uh, we're going to go over his life a little bit and some cool quotes, interesting stories. Um, anything else to say? When we're starting off? That's good. Okay. So let's just jump into a little summary of his life. All right, so Joseph Smith was born in Sharon, Vermont, in 1805. December 23rd, 1805. And he was born into... A pretty impoverished family. Uh, he was one of, I believe, seven children. Um, he had two older brothers, a um, couple of younger brothers, a couple of sisters, and uh, his father was a farmer. So they, yeah, they weren't they weren't very well off. They were living um, kind of just getting by.
1: Yeah, I mean, farming. I think most
0: people back then were lot of people yeah Yeah, for sure I
1: mean there definitely were some rich people but if we look at a contemporary of Joseph Smith Abraham Lincoln yeah similar upbringing hard industrious cold
0: yep yeah so so he's born in that family and he they lived in Vermont for a while and then uh, for a good a good portion of Joseph's childhood though they lived in New York Mm -hmm. um, Palmyra
1: yeah they moved there in about
0: 1816 yeah and one of the, one, one major event of his childhood was a surgery he had on his leg. Yeah. So there was an infection in his leg, just causing tons of pain. Yeah, a bone infection. Yeah. And, you know, obviously medical practices weren't what they are today back then, so it was, they didn't really know how to fix it.
1: They were going to chop off the leg.
0: Yeah, they were, gonna, they were just going to take the leg off. Um, but which then, is a
1: great solution. I just love that, too. Like, all right, I guess we just chopped this thing off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> but they don't. They don't. Yeah, so th- there was a doctor that had a sort of an experimental procedure that he wanted that the Smith family agreed to try. And so Joseph, when he was, I don't know, what was he, like eight? eight? Seven, yeah. Seven or eight. Mm-hmm. He uh, had this procedure where they cut into his leg and took out a portion of his bone.
1: Yeah, and actually he, he was on crutches for three years after that. And led to a lot of bullying. He actually, uh, people would pick on him and make fun of him. And during that time. Big Leg Joe. Yeah. (laughs) And during that time, he actually uh, was befriended and became very close with Porter Rockwell, who ends up being a lifelong friend.
0: Bodyguard. And bodyguard
1: later in the future. But they both kind of got made fun of as kids.
0: And they Mm -hmm. were kind of picked on and made them close. Yeah, Porter Rockwell was later somebody you didn't want to mess with. Not mess with. (laughs) Yeah. But um, uh, one, one cool thing about this is that the in, for the surgery he had no painkillers he, he refused any like alcohol that they would usually give mm-hmm. to people who were having such a surgery and he just had his dad which is weird, why? why would he refuse it? yeah, it's normal I don't, I don't know. know, he just didn't want it maybe, is it normal he just, I think he just to he to said, said
1: painkillers? maybe it's
0: not maybe, I, would, I mean maybe they're like more I don't know that it would be uh, different I feel like it would do more for them, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, but maybe... Numb them even more, maybe, maybe too much. Uh,
1: they're more easily... Like, they're more prone to addiction, maybe, or something? I
0: don't maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know if they were thinking about that back then, though.
1: Yeah, it's, I've always wondered why he did that. It's like...
0: It's pretty normal and acceptable today, but... Yeah. But it is a cool thing. He just thought if his dad was there a bit with him, he'd be fine.
1: Pretty much, he went through a terrible... I regretted it halfway
0: through. <laughs> 100%. <laughs>
1: So uh, they moved to Palmyra, 1816, after a pretty bad business venture and a couple of bad years of crops. So things aren't yeah. really going f- too good for the Smith family.
0: Yeah, they get a piece of land in Palmyra, though, yep. and start to work it.
1: And this area that they were in was the hotbed of religious enthusiasm yep. during what they call the Second Great Awakening. Cool. So people are just very intrigued with religion.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of different denominations, too, that are kind of vying for followers. There's uh, the Methodists, the um, Presbyterianists, yeah, probably Adventists. I don't know.
1: And it's hard for us to understand. It's just such a, a, a foreign concept for us that religion could be, like, the exciting thing in the town. Yeah. But it was. And, and so his parents, they weren't really for any of these religions, but a lot
0: of his brothers and sisters kind of caught up in the excitement. I think his mom did, too. Well, at oh, really? least she... Uh, she joined one? Presbyterianism, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. His father, though, was very religious, but yeah, he didn't...
1: Well, uh, it became almost like a circus act, you know? And everyone's trying to get you to come to this religion or that religion, and and obviously there's a business to it, you know? Like sure. They, the more people they get, the more money they're going to make. And so I, I understand Joseph Smith Sr., his dad being
0: a little bit skeptical about it. Yeah. So this is this is we're getting into um, perhaps the defining portion of Joseph's life where he's he's seeing all this excitement about religion and he's really interested in it. He yeah. he really wants to know which church he needs to join. Exactly. Pretty like, simple question. What's true? And it's kind of like the the rest of the people that we've talked about where they have these questions, and they're obsessed with finding out the answers to them. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to find out what the truth was.
1: So he actually reads in uh, the book of James in the Bible
0: mm-hmm.
1: when he's, uh, you know, a tween.
0: Yeah, his whole family was really religious. His, his parents encouraged Bible study. They, yeah. he was they familiar with were the, very Christian, mm-hmm. and uh, they taught their children. And in
1: um, the book of James, it's uh, the verse he read was that if any man... Lacketh wisdom, let him ask of God, who mm-hmm. it to all men liberally and breedeth not. So, pretty much, if you have a question, just ask the Christian God, and he'll give it to you. Yeah. So he's like,
0: "That's pretty simple. Let's give it a shot." Yeah. He said he reflected on it a lot over a little over a period of time, a period of a few months at least. Where he was just thinking about it, and then he finally decided, "Yeah, I'm just going to go into the woods and pray and." Yes, yeah, God. Yeah. So he did. So it was a spring morning, 1820. He went into
1: a wooded uh, glen, a little wooded area, and he knelt down. And as he started to convey the feelings of his heart to his God, he was kind of taken over by uh, like a dark sp- like Satan. Yeah. And he felt like he was going to be destroyed. Yeah. Which is f- like very similar to how, what Buddha went through. Yes, you know, Buddha yeah. before he got his enlightenment,
0: the demon Mara
1: came yeah, to him. Yeah, exactly. So something very similar happened to Joseph Smith, and then after
0: um, the the Satan, the demon was kind of cast out. So he said, "Yeah, Joseph," in his account, he says, uh, "You know, just at the moment when he felt like he was done for, like yeah. he was going to be doomed to destruction, um, he sees a light.
1: Yeah, he looks up." And he sees two personages, mm-hmm. kind of floating above him
0: yeah. in the air, who are super bright. Yep. And uh, they introduce themselves as God the Father and Jesus Christ.
1: So uh, we assume that most people are familiar with Christianity, but for those who aren't, uh, a lot of people believed in a um, not a triumph trinity
0: trinity <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same idea yeah it's a, it's a three
1: <laughs> person group yep. but um but it was it was kind of confusing for um, early believers in catholicism which was saying that kind of god jesus the holy ghost were all one god and so it was it was, it was obviously a, a topic of debate among a lot of different people yep. and so in this moment he saw that there was a god father and there was a, a son Jesus Christ the son and they were
0: separate people
1: that was one of the big revelations that he brought to the world was him claiming that they were separate
0: yeah and uh, in the you know followers of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints they they call this the the first vision Mm -hmm. Um, when Joseph goes into the grove and prays and he sees God and Jesus Christ and they tell him that he should join none of the churches ooh twist yeah Trick question. They're all wrong. They're all wrong. (laughs) Uh, And then...
1: They kind of tell him to wait a little bit and... Yeah. So they don't
0: give him a lot. I mean, according to his record, the the record that we have of of this experience, they didn't really... He doesn't give any more specifics on what they said, really. It's don't join any of them. Kind of sit tight. We'll... uh, We'll be back. Yeah. We'll keep you posted.
1: Yeah. So kind of interesting. Yeah. So he goes on and doesn't join any of the church. He starts telling people about this and kind of becomes the uh,
0: local crazy. He's he a lot of opposition, yeah. yeah, especially from you know preachers of exactly. other religions. Exactly, they get so mad at
1: him. They say yeah. it was from the devil. and They'd say there's no such thing as visions anymore. Like it yeah. was all ceased with the apostles of the New Testament. There's no more. And uh, he was kind of perplexed about why people were so mean to him.
0: Right. Yeah, he he writes about it, and he, he just says like, why why is everybody so mad about this? Like, I'm just telling you what I saw. I'm just telling the truth.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he a couple years go by. So he saw this vision when he was 14. Yeah. And I think it's three years go by. Yeah, it's an eight. So. 1823. Uh, 1823. Okay. So yeah. he's 17 now, and he's praying one night in his little farmhouse. Shares a bed with like six people. Yeah. And an angel appears to him. And this mm-hmm. angel says that his name is Moroni. Yeah. And he talks to him about a buried book written on golden plates.
0: Yeah. Record of an ancient people. An ancient people. That it was buried uh, at a nearby location on a hill. And Joseph kind of has a vision of the location. Yeah. And uh, so he kind of knows where it is mm-hmm. and he says that he knew it so well like he was taught the location so well that when he arrived there he knew exactly he knew it was where there. it was so throughout
1: this night it's kind of weird but the, Marona, uh, the, the angel comes like three more times or something
0: Yeah. so he comes once, kind of gives a spiel leaves comes back again <laughs> gives the same spiel, adds a little bit leaves, comes back again same spiel, adds a little bit more and then it's morning, and he, has to, and he has to go do his chores. Yeah, so he hasn't slept all and, night.
1: And he ends up uh, passing out during chores, and his dad's like, go get some rest. And then yeah. he kind of tells his parents about this, and they're like, this is from God.
0: Yeah, well, so so his dad's like, go home. You're worthless today. <laughs> so he goes, and he's hopping this fence to get home. Collapses when he's going over the fence because he's just exhausted. Moroni appears again, the angel. Fourth time.
1: <laughs> this guy's not doing much. He's just... <laughs>
0: he's just like really he's got lots of time on I'm betting yeah alright no, <laughs> um, he's uh, so yeah he comes back again gives him the same spiel and says hey you need to go back to your dad and tell him about what, these, uh, what's, yeah, what I just told you
1: so he tells his parents and they they believe him yeah so they support him and, and Moroni's message basically was that there was this golden these golden plates and you are going to uh, record them and your name's going to be known for good and evil mm-hmm. amongst all the nations of the earth, yep. and each year for the next four years, Joseph Smith would go to the site, and he was kind of being educated and taught and prepared. But he couldn't, he never could touch the gold plates. He like, yeah. wasn't ready for them.
0: Yeah, one thing was that they a strict rule was: you are not going to be able to get these plates if you're going to try to make money off of them. It was like a huge temptation because obviously we talked about how impoverished their family was, their yeah. poor farm, farming family. Like, he's going to find these gold plates he can sell for thousands of dollars. So, yeah, that was a rule. So that was why it took so long um, to get the plates. But eventually, uh, after four or more years, so we're at 1827 now, Yeah, he's finally able to get the record, um, and his instructions are to translate it. By, by the gift and power of God is what it says.
1: Yeah. So he translates this book that's written on gold plates. This sounds pretty fantastical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but then again, you know, Moses had a book of laws written on stone tablets on a mountain. So, yeah. So uh, in, in, in the realm of religion, you know, sometimes weird things happen, but he writes this book and this book, as you mentioned, was a record of ancient people mm-hmm. that had lived on the Americas that had come actually from uh, Israel yeah the Middle East and they had come down and they've start they started they cross the ocean yeah and they settled in like South Central America mm-hmm. and it talks about how these people uh, believed in Christ and they had a series of prophets who you know spoke and taught to, and taught them mm-hmm. and eventually how Christ visited them after he was resurrected in Jerusalem. Which is interesting because in the New Testament, he talks about how he has other sheep that he has to visit. And then right. in this book that Joseph translated, uh, when Christ comes, he says, you are the other sheep that yeah. I was referring to. So, a pretty cool book. So yeah, this is it's in, pretty yeah.
0: amazing uh, how quickly they were able to complete the book.
1: That's one of the most miraculous things is how quickly he translated He
0: had a few different people that helped him out as scribes. So he would um, be doing the translation from, it was like a, f- a form of the Egyptian language. Yeah. And he would be doing the translation yeah. and have somebody write for him. Exactly, yeah. And so uh, I think it was like a total of 60-some days mm-hmm. of work that it took to complete this book.
1: And they even showed the translations to a professor of, uh, like, Egyptianology. Like, Egyptology. Yeah, yeah agent like, hieroglyphics or something. Kind of And he said it was, like, the the best translation he's, like, seen.
0: Yeah.
1: And we don't have to get too much into that story, but but the point is that it was amazing. So uh, modern, he's the most modern religious person that we've done, and so there's been a lot of critics. And eventually, this is, uh, we're at 1827. Um, Just a quick fast-forward spoiler alert. It's, uh, was it 44? 1844, he's murdered.
0: yeah. June, so he was a June martyr. Of 1844.
1: And so he has pretty much, from the moment he starts translating these things, he has 17 years of life on earth before he's killed.
0: Yeah, from the moment he, you know, we talked about the persecution he had after the first vision. It's like from that moment on, his whole life is just. Crazy. Facing crazy opposition. Yeah. People will always. Trying to kill him. Trying to kill him, trying to accuse him of things, taking him to court.
1: And what's the most interesting thing of all is that all of this is happening on the American continent that has just declared its independence like no more than 50 years ago, you know, 60 yeah. years ago. And they fled Britain to receive religious freedom.
0: Yeah, it was like the people that came over on the Mayflower. That was their main goal that was, was the to goal, find religious was, freedom.
1: Yeah, to stop breathing down our neck and let us serve however we want to serve. And here's a new religion. And as we go through uh, the rest of this summary, we'll, uh, we'll kind of see that they, they were... Persecuted this this these followers and this prophet, unlike any people I think that have been on on this continent. I, I mean, on this in this nation. I don't think I can think of anyone else who's been persecuted as much.
0: At least, like maybe like white Americans is what we're thinking of. Like, yes, in the, in
1: the country of the United States, once the United States was founded in freedom of religion, I don't think there's been a religion that's received more opposition than mm-hmm. the, the Mormons as their.
0: Nicknamed. Yeah, that may be. So, uh, the Book of Mormon is published in 1830. Yeah, and that's and when they established the religion as well. Yeah. So in he, April of 1830, they started church officially. Started church,
1: and their whole thing
0: was about uh,
1: priesthood, which is kind of like the authority of God, power of God. And they believe that uh, the apostles lost this power after their deaths. They didn't pass it on, Mm -hmm. which is contrary to what Catholicism believes, that it's been passed down through a direct link all the way to the Pope today. Yeah. But um, so over the next couple years, um, John the Baptist comes and gives Joseph Smith uh, one form of this priesthood called the Aaronic Priesthood, which John the Baptist held, and, and then Peter, James, and John original apostles. Yeah, they appear to him. So he's he has a, a uh, myriad of, of angelic visitors who come and teach him and restore powers to them. Yeah, we'll
0: talk a little bit more about this later. There's a there's a good list of all the people that um, were like the the ancient prophets, people from, from that you read about in the Bible that came and visited Joseph Smith. So they start the religion, he um or the church, um, they end up moving to the kind of the church headquarters to Kirtland, Ohio mm-hmm. after a few years. Uh,
1: and during this time, they, I think in their first year, they got over a thousand converts. Mm-hmm. Like it just started growing really fast. Yeah. But with this growth came a lot of persecution, mainly because they had political power. People thought they were weird and different. Yeah. And so they kind of, the next couple years, they're just kind of getting kicked out of city to city to city. Running around, I mean, at one point...
0: Yeah, they go from Kirtland to Missouri uh, to Illinois and just kind of yeah, being pushed around.
1: Well, in Missouri, uh, Governor Boggs actually uh, had a famous extermination order yeah. where he ordered that if you saw Mormon, you could kill him. Yeah. And that actually order wasn't lifted until July 4th, 1976, at the bicentennial of the United States. Wow. That was the first time. So in July 3rd, 1976, you could have killed a Mormon. it's not legal. Yeah. That's so crazy. they're just, everyone's kind of hating on them. Uh, the, like I mentioned, the political power, they're weird, they're different,
0: big group of people, just a little xenophobia yeah. kind of going on. And there was a lot of, there was some, uh, some of that that resulted from people that were members of the church who ended up. Going against the prophet, they thought yeah. he was a fallen prophet. Uh, they didn't believe in the church anymore, and so they left it. And then they were very antagonistic to it.
1: By the time they got to Illinois, though, they started a, a city called Nauvoo. Yeah. And this city actually grew so quickly, became so industrious because some of the characteristics that define uh, members of the the Mormon faith, the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, is they're very industrious. Yeah. You know, very hardworking. Working. And Jeez. thanks. And um, so they built this amazing city that actually was bigger than Chicago, right, at the time?
0: Yeah, it was like, it was rivaling Chicago at yeah, the time. it was huge. Yeah.
1: And Joseph Smith, so this is kind of about the religion, but as he's going through this, uh, he becomes someone who had very little education to someone who is learning and speaking multiple languages. Yeah. Who is a commander of a, a militia. Yeah. He becomes a governor. He actually declares his presidency for the United States.
0: His candidacy. case yeah, For the president. His yeah. candidacy
1: for the, the presidency. And um, so he becomes this amazing man that's uh, that, that, huge. I think by the time he got to Illinois, they had like 10,000 followers.
0: Yeah, they had a lot. So this church exploded. They also started what was called the School of the Prophets. And they would there was a, a few select members who would meet in the upper room of a schoolhouse or some building or like a store or something. And they would... Study Hebrew, yeah. uh, Greek, Latin, um, ancient languages, uh, and history, and uh, so they were. So yeah, by the by the end, you know, Joseph had like zero formal schooling. Yeah. He had like a third grade education, and but by the end, he was able to, you know, he had become this great leader, <laughs> great, well educated, kind of self educated or educated by angels yeah. man.
1: And another thing that was unique going into... Actually, let's just finish up with his life real quick. Okay. But he... Um, so they're in Illinois, and eventually, uh, like we've mentioned, people were kind of persecuting him uh, throughout his whole life. Yeah. And uh, eventually he gets thrown into a jail. Um, and we I mean, actually go Carthage. a lot of jails. Right. But he's in Carthage jail, and he gets attacked by a mob, and they murder him. Yep. They uh, murder him and his brother. And his brother, and, uh, there were and two we,
0: others with him in the jail. They survived, but he and his brother were killed.
1: And after this, the Mormons left and they went west where they eventually settled in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, that's kind of kinda where, the, that's where headquarters, headquarters are, where are still headquarters today. Are today. But, um, yeah, so let's kind of move on and uh, let's go into some... Greatest accomplishments? Look some quick, yeah, greatest accomplishments.
0: Okay, so we... That was kind of a longer summary of the life so we'll, we'll uh, k- try to keep this brief but um, this is another one where uh, this guy's pretty modern so you know in 2000 years from now we'll be able to see more of of what his influence is but at this point uh, you know he published this book of scripture that is comparable to the bible and um, something that influences millions of people today and at this point today there are about 15 16 million members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints the mormon church Uh, so as far as numbers wise in just a period of you know a little less than 200 years uh, he's had a great influence that way but i think his accomplishments as a political leader being able to found a city like Nauvoo that was rivaling a city like Chicago at the time and leading a people of that size um, was probably his greatest accomplishment. And going from the start of you know being a part of a poor family and going from there to you know, building what he did, I think, yeah. kind of defines him.
1: Yeah, he's got a mix of a lot of different characteristics we've had so far. I mean, his older brother died in his youth, yeah. which is kind of similar. Right? Um, he started from nothing, you know? Yeah. He was poor, uneducated. I think he went to like third grade. Was it the last grade he went to or something? Yeah, like, no, he was
0: like, he hardly had any and education. And the fact
1: that he became so well versed that he could talk with, you know, some of the most elite people I- in the world at the time, uh, I think is amazing. I mean, the um, Smithsonian Magazine, they did in 2015, they did a compilation of the 100 most significant Americans of all time and under religious figures, he was number one. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, how many American religious figures have there been? Like, not many. Right. But still, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I honestly think as time goes on, we'll kind of see what this church turns into, but just already, in the, in the 200 years since he started it, the growth and the following that he has uh, is, is, is immense.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Let's, uh, why don't we jump into some Cool quotes. Okay, I'll go ahead and start. He said, A man filled with the love of God is not content with blessing his family alone, but ranges through the whole world anxious to bless the whole human race. I think that kind of defines his attitude towards life, where was not he wasn't just trying to bless his own family, he was trying to change the whole world. He said... I told the brethren that a
1: book the book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion and a man would get nearer to god by abiding by its precepts than by any other book pretty bold yeah but
0: really cool one thing we didn't talk about along with the book of mormon uh, another book that was created by him was the, called the doctrine and covenants that was just a, a compilation of all of the revelations that he received from God and dictated them and wrote them down.
1: Really cool, yeah. So,
0: pretty impressive. If
1: we get enough comments uh, on our Twitter page, we'll do a part two Joseph Smith, because we were just giving the surface. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. The best way to obtain truth and wisdom is not to ask from books, but to go to God in prayer and obtain divine teaching. So, he showed that by example of was 14. Yeah. I mean, he got some wisdom from the book first, and then he went and asked God.
1: Never be discouraged. If I were sunk in the lowest pits of Nova Scotia with the Rocky Mountains piled on me, I would hang on, exercise faith, keep up good courage, and I would come out on top.
0: That's pretty cool. That's like, yeah, that's faith right there, right? I stood alone an unlearned youth to combat the worldly wisdom and multiplied ignorance of 18 centuries with a new revelation which would open the eyes of more than 800 millions of people and make plain the old paths. Got oh, cool.
1: One of the grand fundamental principles of Mormonism is to receive truth. Let it come from whence it may.
0: Nice. Do you have another one ready? Noah came before
1: the flood. I have come before the fire. That's a good one. Did he really say that?
0: I think so, yeah. There is
1: no such thing as immaterial matter. All spirit is matter. But it is more fine and pure. It can only be discerned with purer eyes. We cannot see it. But when our bodies are purified, we shall see that it is all matter.
0: School. Every man who has a calling to minister to the inhabitants of the world was ordained to that very purpose in the Grand Council of Heaven before this world was. I suppose I was ordained to this very office, meaning the prophet, the president of the church, in that Grand Council. Mormonism is the pure doctrine of Jesus Christ, of which I myself am not ashamed. It's pretty bold. I mean, he's he's got a lot of bold bold quotes.
1: Oh yeah, he's a bold guy. I like this one. Um, when uh, I think the context is when his wife is asking him, if, if, you know, if it's too hard sometimes, like if you ever questions if God asks him to do too much and stuff, and says perhaps I meant to swim in deep waters better deep than shallow hmm. but he had a hard life you know yeah we barely skimmed it but he uh, was tarred and feather you know a lot of his kids died in their
0: infancy yeah he had a lot of children die and, uh, and a lot of his best friends betrayed him a lot of his
1: best friends some of the, the main leaders of the church right below him uh, went against him yeah and said he was fallen. and and so he had a tough life
0: but all right, so let's go on to some interesting facts, fun stories. Yeah. So, we talked about his leg surgery, but apparently that was like the fourth in a series of surgeries. So, it was kind of a long, drawn-out process, and I imagine those first three were probably minor compared to the to the last one, but um four surgeries on a on one leg when he was seven that's wow. that's a lot to endure
1: fun fun kind of story was he was really into physical exercise he loved playing games which was a, a lot different than how people saw profits before then yeah he liked music dance sports uh, competition he did a stick pull he was a big wrestler
0: jump at the mark
1: a lot of times people would come visit them and uh, they were surprised at his. Handled
0: himself. Yeah. Um, you mentioned tarring and feathering. There was a, a significant moment of this or instance of this happening in Kirtland, Ohio. It um, says that Joseph actually spoke of how his spirit left his body during that ordeal, and then returned after it was over. It's kind of similar to Muhammad. Like when he had the vision? Like yeah, when he went to Jerusalem? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that.
1: I got a list of all the people that uh, Joseph Smith, he had a 139 heavenly beings. Nice. Uh,
0: yeah, I wanted to go over
1: that. Go ahead. Uh, John the Baptist, Adam. Whoa. I don't know that. Abraham, Moses, Noah, Abel, Alma the Younger, Mormon, Lehi—a lot of these are, you know, prophets that are in the Book of Mormon that he translated. Yeah,
0: but a lot. Um, When he was fourteen, there was actually an assassin that attempted to kill him. The shot was fired at Joseph. It says in gray in gray twilight, and he missed and hit a nearby cow. (laughs) Or cow. Just <laughs> the wrong place at the wrong time
1: <laughs> cool well, that's kind of all I got, got
0: cool more? Um, I think that's good okay My, well thanks for listening guys yeah appreciate uh, it catch us next time we're uh, go ahead and send us some messages if you got any questions if you got any suggestions um, you can find us at wc underscore pod on twitter Um, or email worldchangerspod at gmail.com or stay tuned for an Instagram account. Look for that. That's right. Okay, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.